Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Hello, everybody. Uh, I am here. This is me. It's Blake. Hello. And uh, I'm in a chair because we're going to do something a little bit different today. Um, I, uh, I was, we did something kind of similar with our, with our staff earlier this week. And, you know, I, I was just praying about, Lord, what do you want to do this week? What do you want to, um, what do you want to release on people this week? And uh, I felt uh, that he, uh, the thing I just kept hearing was, I feel like the, I heard the Lord say that I just want to minister to you, that, that I just really feel like Jesus wants to come and, and minister to us today. So, so we're going to do something a, a little bit different. It's not really going to be a traditional message. I'm going to talk for just a second. Um, but then we're going to try to do a little bit of an activation type thing. You know, I know that as all this stuff has been, been going on, we've been you know, just adjusting with different, different normals and getting used to all these uh, you know, just different things that are going on. And um, uh, can we actually start over again? I don't like that intro whatsoever. Let's, let's, can we restart? Yes. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'm just reset the timer. I magically said everything completely out of order. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this is what real life is like, guys. Failure. <laughs> Let's switch our message to being about failure. Okay. Hello and welcome, Beth Atlanta. I hope you all are comfy and cozy in your homes right now. Um, yeah, it's good to see all of you guys. I um I was you know talking with the Lord about what what he wanted to uh, what he wanted to talk about this week, and you, know, you may have noticed we're we're doing things a little bit differently today. I'm sitting in a chair. I know it's crazy. Don't panic. Everything is fine. The chair is comfortable. Um, <laughs> I uh, I was talking with the Lord earlier this week, and I I was asking him, what do you want to do this this week, and I just really heard him say, I, I, I want to minister to you. And so I just felt like today there was an invitation for, for, to invite Jesus to, to minister to us. Um, I felt something very similar for our staff meeting earlier this week, and we, we just really had a good time uh, connecting with Jesus this way. And so I, I really wanted to extend that to our entire Bethel Atlanta family. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little teaching here for a moment, and then we're going to dive into something uh, different and fun. So, um, yeah, I was just... Uh, processing this week, I know that all of us have had a little bit of a different experience with, with regards to all these changes around uh, coronavirus restrictions, trying to create safety and, and security for, for everyone, and just trying to be wise about how we handle all this. And uh, it, can, it can be challenging. And one thing I've just kind of caught myself in, not, not in any really like big singular moment, but lots of little moments, um, I, I, I started to realize that I was feeling disconnected from God. Now, that's that's funny because I still felt like I was speaking to him. I was still, you know, taking time to to spend time with him, but I just realized that I was feeling feeling disconnected. And as I um as I just thought about that and prayed about that and spent some some time with him, I I, I remembered this uh, quote that Bill Johnson had given some time ago. I think it was I last heard it when I was in, in second year. I. I remember he was just talking about his journey with the Lord, and he said, you know, when I, was, when I was younger, I used to think 
that spending a you know three hours in the presence, praying, reading the Bible, worshiping, that that was the cake, and getting those little those little moments, those little touches from heaven, those little kind of one-liners from from Jesus through, throughout the day. That was the icing on the cake, and he said, the the more I've grown, the more I've matured in the Lord, the more I've come to realize that. It's those little moments, those those day to day, moment to moment, hour by hour, little sentences, little little nudges, little touches. Those are the cake, and getting to sit and spend three hours with, in the presence, focused on Him. That's the icing, and it just made me. It just reminded me in that moment that even though I can kind of set aside and spend some time to connect with the Lord, the meat of my relationship, I think, even maybe needs to be that I'm connected with him moment to moment, that I'm connected with him in, in second by second sometimes. And as I was kind of processing this for myself, I, I was reminded of, of just one particular scripture. Um, this is from uh, John 6, if you want to turn there in your Bible. Um, I, go ahead, I went ahead and pre-turned mine there so I could cheat. Um, but John 6, uh, this is a story. The story starts in verse 22. I'm not going to read the whole story. I just want to kind of get to this one point. But this is, so this is after Jesus has multiplied the loaves and fishes, and everyone was you know, super wowed by that. And um, a few more miracles happen. A little time goes by, and then um, the crowds come back and gather around him. And basically, the, the kind of impression I get from this story here is like, oh, this almost feels like some people heard about such a big, you know, kind of widespread sort of miracle and showed up and basically were like, hey, do some more. What else you got? You know, it was kind of like, give us a sign. Give us a better sign. You know, hey, Moses had us, had manna falling from heaven. What do you, what do you got? And um, I just wanted to look here in a moment at, at Jesus' response. And so, again, they're saying, you know, hey, you know, sh- come on, show us a miracle. The attitude's a little bit, little bit funky at this point. So, um, so if you want to read it yourself, the story s- starts in verse 22, but we're going to go ahead and hop to uh, verse 32. And this is him, Jesus responding to everyone. He says, the truth is, Jesus said, Moses didn't give you bread of heaven. It's my father who offers bread that comes as a dramatic sign from heaven. The bread of God is the one who came out of heaven to give his life to feed the world. And of course, the crowd responds, uh, then please, sir, give us this bread every day. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never be hungry. Believe in me and you will never be thirsty. Yet I've told you that even though you've sent even though you've seen me, you still don't believe in me. But everyone my father has given to me, they will come. And all who come to me, I will embrace and will never turn them away. And I have come out of heaven, not for my own desires, but for the satisfaction of my father who sent me. My father who sent me has determined that I will not lose even one of those he has given me. And I will raise them up in the last day. For the longing of my father is that everyone who embraces the son and believes in him will experience eternal life and I will raise them up in the last day. And I just want to focus in on this this first statement that Jesus says. Again, they're having a discussion around food. He just multiplied some food. They're talking about Moses and the manna that used to fall from heaven. And again, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Come every day to me, and you will never be hungry. Believe in me, and you will never be thirsty. And I, I... I just had this this realization as I was re- reviewing this and I was chatting with my wife about this. Um, you know, 
sometimes in it, when we're in a culture like ours, a great culture where the, you're gonna you have a high chance of getting a prophetic word from someone, uh, from someone of of getting prayed for, of seeing a miracle happen. That we have so many just naturally occurring opportunities to to feed on Jesus, to to receive from what He's doing, and it's it's a great thing. It's an awesome thing. It's it's you know something that's. I love that about our culture, that you, you can get fed just by kind of hanging around. But as I, was, um, as I was just kind of reviewing the last couple of weeks, I'd realized like, oh man, I, I have a long history with, with Jesus to pull from. I have a lot of, uh, of high, high moments, great experiences, uh, uh, testimonies, both mine and, and those that I, that I uh, receive from other people. Um, but those can't feed me today because I need... Jesus, I need the bread of my life in my life every day. And I, I think it's very apt that he used the metaphor of food. Of, you know, sometimes I think I was realizing that I was feeling disconnected from God. And my, my logic had been, oh, I spent three hours with you uh, on, on Thursday. You know, why, why am I feeling disconnected from you now? That's almost like the equivalent of, ah, I ate a whole turkey on Thursday and it's a week later and I'm hungry. Why, why is that happening? You know, it, it, it's, I think it's one of the reasons he used this metaphor of, of oh man, this is about a, a continuous eating of who Jesus is. This is a continual receiving of who he is that I need three meals and at least a couple snacks <laughs> along the way. Um, that again, he also uses the, the metaphor of water, another one he uses in scripture a lot of, oh, I need to drink regularly. I need to be receiving regularly. In fact, I'm fundamentally designed to do that. And so very simply, uh, what I wanted to do today was just create an opportunity for you guys to do that some more. Um, and I just felt like God wanted to minister to you. And so what, what we're going to do is I'm just going to lead through an, you guys through an activation time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray over you guys. And then I'm just going to pray a few things that I might be, be seeing the Lord doing. Um, so this might be a little bit different for you. And I know we're all in different circumstances. I know at my house, uh, the kids are running around doing backflips and jumping up and down. So this might be kind of a challenging thing. But I would encourage you, if, if this is something that you can't do right now, go ahead and pause. We, we keep this stuff on YouTube and on our Facebook page. You can rewatch it later. Maybe later tonight after the kids go to bed, just kind of fast forward to this part. And I, I, any, and I know it's kind of funny to go back to things or something like that, but I, I really feel like God wants to release something to you today. So, so please do that because I want to just kind of spend some encounter time. If you're, if you got two parents at home right now, Hey dad, grab the kids, take them upstairs or take them in the backyard, let them run around for a little while, let mom relax or vice versa, rock, paper, scissors, however you want to, however you want to go about doing it. But let's just take some time. I want you to lay down right where you're at right now. And we just want to invite the presence of the Lord into the room right now. So wherever you're at, whatever's going on, if you're able, um, and, or if you've paused and, and done this later, don't worry, he's still just as present regardless of, of what time it is. I want you to just go and just lay down somewhere. Lay on your couch, lay on your carpet. It's your house. You can do what you want. Um, and so just lay down and just put your hands out in whatever, whatever position you're in. Lord, we just, we just invite your presence right now. We invite your presence into our homes. We turn our attention to you, Lord. We have stuff we have to figure out. We have stuff we have to plan. We have stuff we have to prepare for. We have, we have stuff we need to process. But right now, for this moment, we take all of those things and we gently set them to the side and we focus on your presence, Lord. We focus on you. We say, Lord, we invite you to come and minister to us. 
not not because we deserve it, not because it's it's even it's it's we we deserve for you to serve us, but because that's what your heart is, that you came to serve, you came to bless, you came to love us first. And so right now, rather than trying to reach out and and grab your presence, rather than trying to engage with you, we just right now take on that posture of making ourselves vulnerable to you, that we just need you to show up. We need you to come to us. We need you to, to, to bring that you loved us first side of who you are. And so we just invite that right now in Jesus' name. I know it's awkward to have a quiet moment when you're watching a YouTube video or doing something live on Facebook, but it's not awkward because Jesus is in the room with you. So just lay down there and just, just invite his presence for a moment. Some of you, we all receive uh, what God's doing differently. Some of you might be seeing a picture of Jesus. You might, be, you might be just have a picture appear on your mind's eye where he just starts revealing something to you, revealing truth, revealing his heart to you. Some of you might experience this just more like a feeling. You just feel this kind of rest, this, this, this peace that comes over you, just a, a sense of, of, of rest and, and relaxation. Um, you might just feel some warmth, whatever. Whether it's something that's very... Um, uh, you know, non-specific and ethereal like that, or you're seeing a clear picture or hearing, hearing his voice, uh, his still small voice speaking to you, regardless of what it is, just receive him. And even if you're not necessarily tangibly experiencing something right now, this is a wonderful spot just to extend your faith of he is doing something right now. He's doing something right now. So just rest there for a moment. And if I, if I start seeing some things, I'll just, I'll just share some of the things that I see. Yeah. yeah, right away I just saw um, Jesus show up and he had this big uh, trash bag, <laughs> a big trash bag, this big plastic trash bag. And like one of the really big, you know, black ones that for the big outdoor, you know, uh, trash can uh, things. And I saw him and he... Um, he came up, and I just saw him picking burdens up off of you guys. I saw there was these much smaller bags. They were, uh, you know, almost kind of, they, they were just like, you know, about this big little burlap sacks that were tied at the top. And they were just filled, filled with sand. And I just saw him one by one picking them up, and he was just throwing them in the trash. And I just heard him say, these, these burdens don't belong to you. These are not the ones that you need to carry. And then I saw him pick up another one of the bags, and it was actually full of money. And I felt like it had to do with um, being, being concerned about money, being concerned about finances. I saw him open the bag up and he took two coins out and he set that back on your shoulder and then he took the rest of the heavy bag and he slung it over his shoulder and he said, that part is your part to worry about and this part is mine. I just felt that um, there was an invitation for a, a disproportional bearing of some of your life's burdens that... You know, it's, it's and um, just to be clear too as we get going on, if, if what I'm saying isn't necessarily reciprocating with you and you're, you're hearing God say something else, then just ignore my voice and, and listen to what God's saying to you. But I, I felt like there were some of you who you've been feeling this burden for finances and you've been even struggling back and forth with like, uh, it's my job to provide finances for my family. It's, it's, it's my responsibility. And so it's almost been hard to disconnect or, or let go of the anxiety associated with that. 
but I felt that Jesus was coming right now to separate those things, to say, here is the part that is your responsibility, that you are designed to carry, but here's the part that you're not designed to carry, the part that, that is an unnecessary burden, and I just, I just bless that to be removed right now in Jesus' name. There's also people. I saw him pull out another bag, and there was, uh, it was full of photographs of different people and I felt like some of you in this time, there's just people that just keep popping up in your mind that you're worried about or concerned about. And I just see again that Jesus is, um, yeah, I just see him actually one by one taking the photographs out and he's, he's looking at them and it's hard to describe, but just the way that he's looking at them has such, ah, just this in, in intensity and this intention, this, this purposefulness. And I, I, I can feel in the moment the burning lifting in this very kind of, uh, deep way where it's like this realization that truly and honestly and in the most tangible and real way possible, God loves them so much more, so much more than I even would be capable of loving them. And I just feel like God is releasing that revelation right now that, that even though it's right that you should care for those people and that, 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 that concern that you might be feeling is rooted in, in a deep love for them, that God is showing that his affection, his intention and his, his value for them is, is, uh, is, is just as full as yours, but even more. And that is, I think, that he's releasing relief, not just in the, oh, I'm going to take care of this, or this is not your responsibility, but in showing you how much he cares. So I just release that to whoever's experiencing that right now. I know it can be awkward when we're having these quiet moments that your mind can start to wander. And especially when it's like a prayer related thing, you can feel guilty. Like, oh man, I just thought about what I'm having for dinner for a minute. And oh no, I'm just thought, spent time feeling guilty about what I thought about. If you get distracted, if you get off for a moment, just bring it back. Just, just reconnect with him because he's just as there. He didn't go anywhere. He didn't get offended and leave the second your attention went off of him. He's just waiting. So just reconnect again. I saw some of you there. Um, I saw Jesus just reaching up in your house, and he um, he stuck his fingers right into the the ceiling and the dry, the sheetrock that was on the ceiling. He he peeled it open, and I just saw all this water start pouring in. Just this water started pouring in, pouring in, pouring in, and it flooded your entire house and, and filled it all the way up to the brim. And I asked the Lord what it was, and I heard him say it was peace. And I just immediately had the reaction of like that seems like a lot of peace and maybe even too much. And he said, that's because it's the peace that passes understanding. It's the peace that, that has nothing to do with, with logic, with, with how much you understand what's going on. It has to do with uh, knowing who God is, of him releasing who he is to you. And I just feel like some of you, this, this is my personality as well, as you have a high value for understanding things, of being able to kind of measure things and and especially with these circumstances, there are a lot of things that are, that are hard to measure right now and hard to predict and hard to know. And I just felt like there is a grace that God releases when he, when he shares wisdom and clarity and knowledge with us. But there's also one he releases that it's just a piece that's beyond understanding. It's not about it making sense or, or, 
or him giving you a piece of information that brings peace, but just a, a peace that is beyond what we know. And so I just release that into your household right now. That even your kids who might not even understand exactly what's going on, that they would start, that they would start acting out of, out of a, this, this, this peace that goes beyond understanding. And for some of you, as you were as you were laying there, I just felt like um, there was this uh, this sh- different. V- I felt like it was actually a couple different versions of shame that were trying to jump up, and it, it it's a specific thing for for each of you. But it's it all kind of points at this same basic lie that that oh because of this that I did, or because of this that I didn't do, or because of this character flaw, or whatever it is. I do not have a right or I am not able or, or Jesus does not want to connect with me. Regardless of what version of that you're hearing and what thing the enemy's bringing up, that's this whole story is that Jesus paid a price so that those things would not have to disconnect you from him. That, those, that, that you do not have to get rid of all those things so that you can connect with him. It is connecting with him that enables us to get rid of all those things. It is connecting with him that makes it even possible for those things to be healed, for us to be thinking differently about our past, to be thinking, to be acting differently with, with our character. That, that if we believe any version of the lie that we need to in any way earn our right to have access to him, that we have that we have been tricked into undermining the absolute fundamentals, the absolute bedrock of the gospel. Yes, our, our relationship with God does, does empower us to change our behavior and, and uh, the, uh, deepening our relationship with him does mean that there's growth and maturing and adjustment, but he paid so that he could have access to us. And so there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And so I just, I just saw Jesus literally attacking those things. He jumped on them like it was a wild animal that had come to harm you. Like he jumped on them like a father who was saving his son or daughter from a wild animal. And he, he picked that thing up and threw it out of the house. And so don't, don't open the door up for that thing again because he's throwing it out of the house right now. Yeah, he, he, is, he is the most incredible person in the universe because he can he can invite you and ask you to grow and change and mature and mature while ex- at the exact same time being the most accepting and and relatable and and understanding and respectful person in the universe it is it is one of the most beautiful dichotomies of his nature that neither of those things are reduced in any measure for the sake of the other, that both are absolutely present. And he is revealing himself as that person right now and inviting you in deeper right now. I just saw two quick things. I just saw um, Jesus just pulled out this plan in front of some of you. And it's funny, it looked a little bit different for, for each person. 
but some of you, he pulled out these blueprints. Some of you, he pulled out a calendar. Some of you, he, he pulled out, but it was more like a brainstorming kind of thought map sort of thing. And I just heard him say, like, I'm giving you a strategy for right now. I'm giving you a strategy for right now. I'm showing you how to thrive for right now. I'm showing you how to, how to uh, have good days and good weeks with your kids, how to have good days and good weeks with your family. I'm showing you how to have good days and good weeks alone. You can actually be proud of what happened during this time. You can be proud of the choices that you made and the, and the fruit that you managed to pull out of a, out of a challenging season that he he is showing you the plans for right now. And then the fun part was, is right after that, he, for some of you, he flipped the plans over. For some of you, he kind of pulled a curtain aside and it revealed way more of the calendar. For some of you, he kind of uh, just quickly sketched out and th this thought map that just went further and further, further down. And he, he said, I just heard him say, like, he's, he's also showing you the plan for your future. There, I feel like there is, um, there, and it's one of the things I feel the enemy combating the most right now is I actually feel like there is an anointing right now for planning your future together with him. And it's only natural that in times like these, we kind of think hour to hour, moment to moment. And it's okay if you do that for periods of time during the day. But I just feel this invitation to planning long swaths of your future, your personal future, your family future, that there is, there is opportunity for vision of, of seeing what's ahead, seeing actually even seeing what you want, seeing what you're looking for in life, like kind of especially for a grace for people who have felt maybe a little bit aimless, have felt like oh, I'm just kind of been doing what makes sense. Um, I just feel that grace to, to see and, and plan like, oh, these are the desires of my heart. These are the things that you put in me. Yeah, so I just release that right now in Jesus' name. We're just gonna take a couple more minutes here. I'm just gonna take a couple more minutes of quiet for you to just listen and hear what God has to say to you personally. Because the last thing I just saw was him leaning in close and just whispering into your ear. Just, just whispering things into your ear that were only for you. And the last thing I'll say before I, before I be quiet and, and let, you, let you listen for a second is um, some of you hearing God this way is not necessarily your normal. But I, I feel like there are some of you who are gonna hear God for the first time right now. And don't, it, it might not come as clear as like, oh, that's, how oh, that, oh, the sky just opened up and I just heard this, you know, booming Sean Connery-esque sort of voice, you know, uh, talking, talking to me that, that this is, this is um, but you are going to know in your heart that it is him. And I want you to hold on to that because he has things to whisper to you right now that are only for you, that are only for you. So let's just take a minute or two and just, just listen to him for a moment right where you're at. thank you, Jesus, that you know us. We thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you are just as present as you 
are when we are in the middle of worshiping with 500 people, as you are when we're alone, as you are when, when everything in the world is going great and, with, and when a lot of things in the world are going, going uh, more difficultly. Lord, I just, um, I just thank you that you are here with us no matter what, no matter what. And that you are just as present and you are the same person yesterday, today, and forever. I just want to read this verse over you one more time. And this is Jesus speaking. I am the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never be hungry. Believe in me and you will never be thirsty. He, he is meant to fill us with his presence so that when we go throughout our day, we're not desperately looking for something to fill us. To, you know, it's... I don't have the best eating habits in, in the world. I'll get busy working or get busy doing something and miss a meal or something like that. And then whenever I do that, I you know end up catching myself being really, really hungry. And I'll just walk downstairs and just grab whatever, pretzels, great, uh, whatever, snack thing, uh, sugary thing, just whatever, just grab something and just eat right now, you know? And... I, I, and it's funny because that stuff never really satisfies you. It doesn't, it makes you end up feeling tired and sick later. Um, hypothetically, of course, that's never happened to me. Um, but the, um, the, I think we kind of sometimes do the same thing. It's not that those other things are bad. It's not bad to watch a movie or read a book or, or, you know, uh, do something like that, that is, that is enjoyable. Those things are great, but it's, it, it's not great when we're looking to be filled when we're looking to, to have food that's going to sustain us. And I, if we eat from him first and we fill ourselves every day with him first, we're not going to be hungry. We're gonna be, and we're not going to be making uh, hungry choices. We're going to be making choices that are out of overflow. So I just bless you right now. And again, I want to encourage you, if, if only one of you, you, if you're like married and you have kids, if only one of you could do this, have your spouse do this again later, just, cause not, just because it's, it's good to just take some time and receive from what Jesus has from us. If you want to rewatch this again later or, or kind of do your own version of this, I really encourage it. It's just because Jesus is here with us in this time. Whether you, you feel like you are in desperate need of him or you feel like you're doing okay, he is just as here for you and just as ready to fill you. And so I just bless you all right now that this is a season that will be marked with encounters of a season that we will leave feeling more connected to him. I just release peace and rest on your households and that we will be shining with his glory, shining with his presence every single day. And that we will remember that every moment of every day, we have access to the bread of life. And we have access to water that will make us never thirst again. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.